Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. And welcome to the big show. It's Friday, and it's going to be probably the most momentous show as far as fandom, as far as I'm concerned. Why? Because, of course, we have Pulley the Mole, we have K-Rock Josh, we have my sister Beth in studio getting ready to the Levitard show where we will go national and then you got sweet baby weasel. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> you know, I don't know where to begin with you. Uh, well, I'm going mean, to begin. We can go I'm to the back the and beginning. do some drugs if you want. Well, <laughs> back in the day, we could throw it back. We wouldn't. Have, we wouldn't. Hump have day, bro. The drugs would have been out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to quiz you now. Okay. Uh, Paulie Shore uh, in studio with us for the you entire show. You just lost show. listeners. Go on. No, no, they're, they're 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 migrating. You're doing the funny bone, right? This. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll be at Syracuse. Tonight, I'm in Syracuse. Tonight, and then tomorrow night too. Roche- no, th- yeah, wait, no. Tonight, <laughs> tonight, and tomorrow night, Syracuse, and then and then uh, Rochester, then Buffalo. What's wrong with I'm you, coming, bro? I'm you coming. got some weird stuff happening. Yep. <laughs> so, so let's quiz him. You now. should have been in Biodome with me, not your dumb brother. Oh, <laughs> guy's a moron. He had nothing. He had nothing. Dude, had nothing. it was really hard to work with him behind the scenes. I bet. You know what I mean? Well, Seriously, he's an, he's a lot of problems he caused. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a thespian and a lesbian. So that's true. Um, let me ask you this: Do you remember where we first? Because I knew you it before any prob- of my brothers. It was probably at the comedy store with Sam Kennison, it, or it, it, it Slash was not only or, at the comedy store, but I un- unbeknownst to a lot of people, was it? I started as a stand-up comedian, and so I oh, was brought wow. over huh. and performed at your mom's place. Oh. Uh, Belzer walked me over to your mom. Okay, wow. And uh, and so I, uh, you know, I loved your mom. She mm. was a, 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 a giant in comedy, yeah. in, particularly in Los Angeles, one of the most respected. But I'll never forget what she said to me. So she decides after meeting me twice that she's going to give me, you know, Wednesday night at ten fifty. That's a good spot. That's a great spot when you're nobody. So she throws me to the dogs. There's nine people in there, but I'll never forget. She said, "Yeah, and park on the street." <laughs> she told me she goes. Parking. No, she said park on the street. Yeah, yeah, because parking was really limited there, yeah. and so she, I was nobody, and I was even though I was performing. She goes, "Yeah, park on the street. Don't park." She told me to park on the street up to a couple years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's how it is. Wow, she was she was an amazing woman, man. Yeah. Really, really well respected. I'm so sad to hear that, uh, like my dad, uh, that she's left us, but. She's making people laugh up there for sure. I know she is. Yes, she is. Yeah, man. No yeah, doubt. yeah, yeah. So, what are you up to, man? What, what well, have you been doing? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I'm just. It's good to see you. You know, it's yeah. like a, seeing a family member for sure that you like for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that still talks That's to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I ask? Because I kind of want to interview you. Because yeah, I go ahead. interview Please people. Please bring it. Go ahead. Okay, so first of all, Stephen Baldwin's your brother. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, he's a beautiful man. Yeah, he loves you. Yeah, he's a dear friend. Uh-huh. Um, but I told you the story about bio. <laughs> I always hear this story is hilarious about your brother Alec. Did you ever hear about no, this no, story? No, no, tell me the story. You don't know about it? I, I probably know about yeah, it and yeah. I chose to forget it. So, so Stephen, you know, was doing all his movies. I'll tell all you guys since we're all a group here. 
So Steven was doing all his movies, Usual Suspects, and all these different... He's on, like, this role, and then they offer him to do Biodome. Yeah. So he asked Alec, he's like, what do you think? And Alec said, it's going to be the worst career choice of your life. It's going to ruin your career. You know what I mean? And then it didn't, actually, because to this day, even Steven says that Biodome's, like, the one movie that everyone recognized him for yeah. more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Well, that's funny you when know? you do those cult films. Yeah, yeah, you those know? cult comedies especially. Uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, yeah. I, I've, I've done a couple of those, too, where I still, to this day... People then, are like, hey, da da well, well, you don't realize sometimes, too, until you get into the right venue. So, And here's how I realized the influence of this film I'm about to tell you about. So I decided to finally go to Sturgis, to where all the motorcycles are in Dakota. So I There's go to, no Jews there, by the way. R- r- there are no Jews there. No, no. None of them are chosen. <laughs> you won't see any Hasidics walking down <laughs> no, the street. No. no. And I'm married to a nice little Jewish girl from Boca. Uh, oh, you are. Oh, That's yes. hilarious. Oh, yes. Subs. So, so, so I get there, and uh, the only movie ever to have the title Harley Davidson in it, because Harley Davidson would not give that away, they did it for Mickey Rourke in a movie called Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Oh, yeah. Of which I'm the killer and the bad guy in it. Well, I have the coat that I wore in the movie, and I'm going to Sturgis, so I tow my bike there in the back of my truck. I go with this chick that I was dating at the time, and I wear the coat, and I, I it was literally the only time in my career that I felt like I was one of the Beatles. Wow. All these guys, you know, dude, Harley Davidson of Marlboro Man. We had the same experience, and we, we traveled to Nebraska together last year, and everybody knew him from that movie. Yeah. It was so bizarre. Well, do, you ever so do, do you ever do Comic-Cons? Yeah, like I, signings. You know, I did. I did one time, and I'll tell you why I haven't done it anymore. Because unless you were like one of those one of those people mm. that really followed that movie, so I'd get rashes of people that you know twenty at a time that wanted. Yeah, my but autograph you've been in a hundred other movies, one hundred and thirty-eight. Yeah, films. but my point is, is you ever do comic cons? No, I, I, I never. I, I have. You and here's like the problem. Them? No, I sat next to Shatner at one of them. Oh, and it hilarious. was so depressing <laughs> that, that I'd see you know, someone walk up and go, I loved you in Homicide, Life on the Streets. Shatner had a line too yeah. deep that yeah, went yeah. out of the building, yeah. around yeah, the yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he never stopped taking yeah. pictures. Of my, yeah. And I, I got depressed. I got depressed. I wanted some of Shatner's throwbacks. Yeah, no, I, I know. He, had, he, had, he has uh, a big line. Yeah, he. Oh my God! It was, and they put me right next to him. And at first, I thought that would be good mm. because I'd get like some some flow from him. I got nothing. Scraps. I got nothing. <laughs> I wanted Shatner. So scraps. what about what about acting for you? You're a great actor. I mean, do you still do it? Or yeah, I've got. I've been very. I've been very busy. I've got six movies coming out in the next uh, eighteen months. Really? Yeah, I got a movie in the uh, in the film festival tomorrow night here. Wow. Uh, I would invite you, but I think you're gonna be working. Yeah, I'll be doing my show. Yeah, I know that. I, I, I miss acting. Do you? Of course. Well, like, but you're Paulie Shore. You could produce I, and do something. Yeah, you I pr- want to no, do I do my own thing. I produce. Yeah. I put my own stuff out. But I miss, you know, starring in films. I miss, you know, that whole kind of experience because that's what I mean. I'm a comic, you know what I mean. But I'm also a re- I'm really an actor, and that's where most people know me from in my films. Yeah. What's your spinoff? Let's do Bio Home. Bio you know, Home. Yeah, where everyone smells really. What bad about in your Steven? House. Is Steven acting? You know, Stephen has found the Lord, and he's uh, very active in his pursuit of his Christianity, and yeah, I understand. And, and doing stuff. But that he's he also does. an actor, though. Yeah, I don't, not as much does he do that I know of. That does he do as much? Uh, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's a very talented actor. Yeah, very remember talented. the one movie Threesome? <laughs> yeah. Does anyone that, remember Threesome? But go ahead. I thought it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was. If you're in 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 a, in a at that time, you know, a, it was very kind was of. Was that Josh edge. Charles that he was busting? Yeah, yeah. On? I thought that was really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, it no, was. Steven's a great actor, and and he did that movie in London. He did a, I don't know, he did a, he's he's done a lot, a lot of, stuff, of stuff. You know, yeah. he, he did the Flintstones, and then, Viva Rock Vegas, and then and then. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 was the one that messed his career up. That was the Flintstone. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, was, that was a wrap. Let us not forget. That was the wrap. Well, that think, was the one. I think here's the point that Alec was trying to make. That the point that Alec was trying to make was, you know, we all do what we do until we d- get one that gets heat and gets mm. and so Stephen happened to do this little independent film called. First the of all, I love that we're just talking about this. Because I think your audience is listening right now, and I think they're very interested in what we're talking For about. For sure they are. It's the, awesome. Can you see the phones are lighting up? No, yeah, go on. Um, I'm serious. So, so, so Stephen does The Usual Suspects. It wins a little independent film, wins an Oscar for Best Script. such a great... Yeah. And, and of course, at the time, before we knew what we really know about Kevin Spacey, uh, Kevin wins uh, an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor uh, in a film. So that gives Stephen a lot of heat. Now, when you wait patiently for that kind of a break in your career where you're getting heat, you want to be careful. So for mm. Alec, doing Biodome, he thought it was a mistake. It was, was a mistake for Stephen. Yeah, um, just because it was so different than... He, he, very I, different I, genre. I, I get it. No, I'm very not. I'm genre. not. I'm not offended at all. I think it's funny. No, I. Yeah. I think you blew it hiring him. I could have easily been a much better squirrel. I think so. Yeah, no doubt. No, but <laughs> but and then Alec. What, what's up with Alec? I mean, he's. You, you know, he's all over the place, man. He's Sammy Davis Jr. For God's sake, he's. he's yeah, but got, you guys. I mean, I'm sure you get the question all the time, but I, I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Um, what's your relationship with him and with a, Steven and all that stuff? Um, like, how I many have, kids are there? There's six kids. Okay, let's break it down. Okay, Steven, Beth, Beth, Alec, Daniel, yeah. Billy, Jane, and Stephen. Yeah. Okay? So we got Big Bad Bethy right in here right now. Go on. Okay? So <laughs> uh, my relationship with Alec is probably the best it's ever been because awesome. I've been sober a long time, and, and, and he's not somebody that wanted to spend time with someone that wasn't sober. Makes sense. Um, right. You don't blame him? No, I don't blame him Absolutely. at all. Are you kidding me? As a matter yeah, of fact- you're crazy, dude. I, you're I, lucky you're alive, dude. Oh, for sure. Under, sure. You're a mess. Yeah, <laughs> but Stephen was a mess too. Well, you're one of the first namers. You're one of the first namers. I call you a first name. What does that mean? Well, in Hollywood, or in 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 you know even in the in the in the average person's vernacular, when they say, "What was it like back in the day when you partied?" and you can say, "Well, me and Charlie, or me uh, and Paulie." Right, you know, right. when you just have to say the person's first name, and everyone goes, "But you Ooh. are, but you are really known for being wild." Yes, I was. I like, was wild. What was going on with that? I was violent. No, I, was, I know uh, you were Daniel Baldwin. You were like a, a monster. Yeah, I was. I was a br- I was a brawling machine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and liked then, it that way. No, I know. And then the fact that you're still alive is pretty amazing. I think... Um, I mean, seriously. No, I, I listen, I, I, mean, I, I, I told the story last night I spoke uh, on, wow. on the opiates and, and mm. problem we're having here in the country, this epidemic we're going through. And I, and I saw this woman, a poor lady, she was probably 80 years old, wow. and I'm sitting there telling her, so I'm smoking crack, mm. and I'm looking at the clock, and I'm waiting for 30 minutes to go by before I do another hit because my whole left arm was numb. I was pre-cardiac arrest. So in this mm. drug addict's mind, I should wait 30 minutes before I did more, not maybe go to the hospital or stop getting high or, you know, so I was at that level. I was a, you know, really, really bad drug addict by the, at the end of the wow. time. 
So and I you were living in L.A. What was your career? What was going on in your career? You know, I never stopped working. Yeah. I would work all the time. You're like and Tom then, Sizemore. Yeah, yeah, very similar. So I would I worked with Tom, scary enough, on like four movies, which Amazing. when you put the two of us together. But How was that? You know, my favorite one was wow. when I, I was sober and I did paparazzi and Mel Gibson was the uh mm. was the was the executive producer. And so when when the when the A D comes up to you when you arrive in your car and says, Mel is in your trailer and would like to see you, you think you, I, I right away went through the checklist. I didn't get high, I didn't drink, I didn't go out last night. I didn't do it. Like, why is he in my trailer? You know, he's still Mel Gibson, you know? So, so I go in my trailer and he looks at me and he goes, you got to help me with Sizemore. And I looked at him, what do you want me to do? I said, I told you, you know, that it might be a problem. And, and, and now I hear Tom sober and he's doing great. This is what the reports I got. I don't wow. know. I don't know how accurate, but, um, but I remember looking at Mel Gibson going, you want me to help you? He goes, yeah, you're, you're like the only one that's going to understand. He goes, you and him were very similar. Yeah. And I had to move in with Tom wow. and get him through the last two weeks of the shoot on this movie that we did. Wow. And man, that was a circus. I, I thought I had it you know, back he's in the- su- He is such a good actor. Yeah, he's a very talented wow. guy. Very talented and guy. And I love, I love him to death, and I'm glad he's doing okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. Wow. Let's go to break. Hash- hashtag. Hashtag doing great. Me too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to be that back with cool, the great Paul Shore. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. She's gone. Hey, now. And we're back. And we're we cannot reminiscing get... on your guys' wives. We are. We are. We're sh- I'm showing. Uh, I'm, I'm getting showing... into the, the, the Baldwin history that no other interviewer has ever gotten into. It's I like a it. Like, Shore I like show. It. It so Alec. We're back on the Paulie Shore he's show. He's had four. He's had four children wow. with Ilaria, his Good wife. And, the, and, and I was saying on the break, the, um, the weirdest thing about them is that she has a kid. And literally two days later, she's back to, you know, looks like she's a yoga instructor and. She's ripped this chick. I mean, it's amazing. Well, there amazing. you go. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. So, so now you know why they keep having kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, Al- so Alec so Alec hates Trump, Bill, or Stephen loves Trump. What's going on there? You know, I can't I mean, put my finger on it. I, th- I have a theory about most Democrats uh, uh, and without. Oh, so you're into Trump. Uh, well, I'm, in, I'm into this. You're into Kanye. I, I, I'm, in, I'm into this. I'm into the fact that he won. He won with the system that we have right now, and I think that we are far better to as a nation to try to support the winner and try to get things done. That doesn't mean you have to agree with everything he wants to do. Yeah, but what and about you, his crazy antics? He he has some crazy antics. I wish someone. I'm sure uh, that, in the old yeah, guard, yeah. there are people saying, "Please put that phone down. Please put the Twitter yeah, account yeah. down." Yeah. But or or I'll ask you this then. Or is he really a genius that keeps getting you to look over here while he's tweeting crazy yeah. stuff, and then he's really getting away with whatever well, it is he wants to get away that, with? You know what's interesting is I thought of that as well, because at the end of the day, he, I don't want to say the word actor, but let's pretend he's an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, pretend he's a villain. He's like Darth Vader, and when off camera, he's like chill as all hell. He yeah. loves Obama. <laughs> He, you know, he's yeah. into the gays. He's mm-hmm. he's liberal. You know, him and him and Melania are co- like everything's chill. But he plays this character. The second the camera rolls, he locks into this kind of that's right. Darth Vader myth kind of character. You know, just to create stuff, and he's not that guy, which would be hilarious. Well, I think I think that my theory about the people that have hated him, you know, the Rosie O'Donnells and so on, that really, really seem to hate this man. 
and, and, and I have my theory about why they do. Because if you were to ask a year, two years before the election, and you told Hillary Clinton that Donald Trump is going to win the primary and run against you, she would have laughed her ass off. So normally... Alec and a lot of his constituents have dinners for Bill Clinton and they have dinners for for their candidate and they raise great amounts of money. I don't think anyone thought he could win and and neither did Hillary. And so when it started getting closer and everyone started going, oh my God, this is a lot closer than we thought. And then he actually pulled it off. I think they're pissed. They're pissed that they didn't do what they needed to do in order to ensure a victory from Hillary Clinton. I kind so, I kind of disagree. You do? I, right. Yeah, I kind of disagree because I think the fact is is that he won fair and square, whether it's the Russia thing or not. He he won. He won. He won. He won. But period. my point is is that he won. Everyone should just accept it and be like, "Hey, he's our guy." But the problem with him is he says and does some really things that aren't cool. You know, and he could be cool. That's the thing. It's like you and I know he's he's really from New York, and he's like liberal. He likes I don't want to say the word prostitutes, but he's like you know. <laughs> I don't knock him for that. But you I don't know, knock what I mean? all he's this profession like, in the world. No, but he's like he's one. Of, I don't want to say he's one of us, but I used to see him at the Playboy Mansion. I used to get him laid in in uh, in Daytona Beach with Fabio and Vince Neil and that whole crew and John Lovitz and. So he's like one of us, yeah. But he's acting as a as a as, a, well, as maybe, an ass. Well, maybe. But he doesn't need to do that. Maybe he's not acting as an ass. Maybe only Darth Vader's acting as an ass. Right. But you know what I'm saying. That's what. That's the one thing I don't like about him. I think he could play both sides, brilliant, brilliantly. And I think he thinks that if he's more liberal, that he's going to lose these white, these redneck white people. And I don't think they're ever going to go anywhere. You know why? Because I love Apprentice, man. Yeah. That's a good show, dude. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's why he won. That's right. <laughs> but that's why he won. Because that show was on for 10 years. That's right. He and, it, a- and it played in middle America. Listen. And people are like, man, that guy's a millionaire. I'm voting for him. If, if Arnold Schwarzenegger was born in the United States, he'd be president of the United 100%. States. 100%. For sure. 100%. For sure. If the state of California was an independent nation, they would be the seventh largest economic power in the world. Just the state of California. That's how much money goes through but, that state. But do you understand? And Arnold became governor, just yeah. like Ronald Reagan, who was a B actor at best, and he becomes president twice. So, for sure. So, what does that prove to you? That proves to you, watch out, because if Oprah decides to run, yeah. or some another TV personality, the game has changed. I've told Alec he should run. I've tried to convince him to do it, and I don't think he's this, going to. This was not the conversation I was expecting to have when I was told Polly Shore was going to be a studio. This is great. It's this great. is because your assumption that the great Paulie Shore is not a philosopher and a very, very intelligent man just because he plays, like he's talking about Trump, a character yeah. that goes, the wheat cell and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. just a character he plays. I'm getting You're actually now. getting to see the great Paulie Shore, yeah. the man that no, my family has grown to love. Yeah, but, no, but my point is, but but my point is, is I think that he would be a great president if he pulled back on a lot of stuff. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to do that. Someone is telling him that he has to play to this white audience. He already has them. They're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's all. So does I he, just think does, he needs to be more chill. Does he win the re-election? going to be close. I think unless The Rock or someone like that runs against him, I think he's going to win. I think because, he might win again, too. Because because the thing is, no, but the problem is, is unless you get someone that is that people connect with, you can't just put any Joe Schmo up there to That's, run against him. 
people have to connect with the person. Besides, I mean, it's just kind of like they voted for Trump so they wouldn't have Hillary. Right. So they're going to vote for whoever this guy is so they wouldn't have Trump. Well, there's two reasons why I think he's, he's it's certainly going to be on a ridiculously close election. And then we're going to go to break. And here's the two reasons why. Number one, from an economic standpoint, people that have a lot of money have kept a lot of money and they're making money. That's number one. Number two, um, I don't see anyone emerging as that personality that's going to just take him. You know, again, it can't be some, oh, well, there's the governor of Virginia and there's no, the mayor of so and so. Uh-uh. You got to bring somebody it, it's that's tell, got it's some the guns. Rock, dude. The Rock is the only one. The Rock's coming The in? Rock is the only one because, number one, is he's, he's bigger than Donald Trump physically. So when we're at the podiums together... When they're at the podiums together, he'll look bigger. He's a big, he's a big movie star, and uh, and also the white rednecks are like, man, that's the Rock, dude. Come on, you got to vote for the Rock, man. That guy's a wrestler, so he's gonna get those people too. We'll be back. Paulie Shore's at the funny man. Bone. The Rock's <laughs> the Rock's number one, dude. Man, I like Trump, but the Rock's better, man. Paulie Shore's at the funny bone tonight. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll be back on the Dan Levitard show next. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. The Daniel Baldwin Show is brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria in Baldwinsville. Gentle Dentistry. Polly Shore here with us. Baldwin Polly Shore Show. Oh, it's changed. Yeah. People want to see us together. They demand That's what it. They're Twitter saying. demands it. They do. That's you can what have my salary. Donald Trump even tweeted at us. <laughs> they, they could. They could. You know, be sure. marching like uh, you know, the tweet like, says, like in Washington. This could be like a civil rights thing. They're going to go so crazy to have us. Uh, you said something interesting um, uh, during the break, Paul. You said, man, the business has changed so much. It's crazy how it is now. There's parts of it because I think I was used to how it goes. You know, do a pilot, do this, do mm-hmm. that. But there's parts of it that are kind of cooler this way, too, mm-hmm. because you can kind of do your own thing. And, and mm-hmm. because of digital and, 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 and the different social media things, you can kind of run your own there's, stuff. Yeah, but that, you see, I say that's good and bad. It's good because you can do your own thing, but it's also bad because anyone can do their own thing. So there's so much white noise. Yeah, yeah. There's you know a, what I mean? There's for a sure, lot of, you for know sure. What I mean? It's diluted Well, because a lot. I used to say, like, I used to think, and it's true, I'm not being trying to be funny, I used to think people in L.A. and New York were narcissistic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's where it's, you know what I mean? Now people in Iowa, Nebraska, man, check out this cornfields, dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, people are all, everyone's got these things, so it's, like, diluted. You get kind of, like... I don't want to say lost, but I mean, it's like, well, and also like in the comedy clubs, like the people that are selling the tickets the most are these YouTubers. Yeah. You know, these YouTubers and they don't have an act. No, they have nothing. And they go up there and they sell out and they're like, what are they doing? And you, and they, they can't sustain it. Listen, bro, I've done, you know, 138 movies, five primetime TV series. Uh, you know, I mean, again, lots of the stuff I did in there was Dog food. I needed to make money to take care of my kids and send them to college and different stuff. And and I don't apologize to anybody. But then I turn around. And I look at this new wave of social media and how many followers you mm-hmm. have and blah, blah. And I look at my own niece. And my own niece has, you know, fourteen million followers on Instagram or something. I've got twenty five thousand. Right, right. I've been working for thirty years at this, you know, and and doing stuff and and. I I still don't know besides being a, a relatively successful yeah. model. What she's done in her career that constitutes this huge following, but you, it, it makes you. It depends on what you're willing to do to 
and I don't want to say this, so don't take it for its literal statement, but sell your soul to, you know, do I buddy up to the Kardashians? Mm. Do I do I do the different things that you need to do in order to get that following, to generate that income? And after a while, I just went, you know what, man, I'm done running after mm. it. I really mm-hmm, am. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if it's going to be the one or two times a year that I do two weeks on a movie and I get a couple of movies and shoot some cool TV stuff and do a radio show and podcast, mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. at what point's enough? You know, are mm. you, are, aren't you sometimes tired Absolutely. At, of chasing and, and to, you know, yeah, to chasing make a, to try and get more followers? Like, right. how do we do this? What yeah, do we do? Man. That? Yeah, 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 man. I think at the end of the day, you just have to do what you do and then people respond and it just, you know, slowly builds and it is what it is, you know? But yeah. when you're in, you know, do you know Andrew uh, Dice Clay very well? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I know Dice a long time and I would go visit him. Probably once a year I'd go catch him somewhere, you know, the the thing he was doing at uh, the Hard Rock or whatever, and I'll, I'll go have dinner with him. And, um, you know, and, and he still... You'll have dinner with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm hanging out with Daniel Baldwin. With oh! the Dice Man. man. Oh! oh, hickory dickory dog. Yeah, exactly. You know, Jack and Joe went up the hill. Yeah. No one's on the pill. Chilling yeah, so dill. go on. I'm sorry. So, okay. so I, you know, but, but I watch Dice, and I watch how hard he works, and then I get to see him do a movie with Alec, for uh, uh, Woody Allen, you mm. know, and I get to, because he's actually a very talented guy, yeah. Andrew. And and I, and I think about the grind when I was in LA mm. and the amount of time I had to put up with. Now, you have a very recognizable face, you mm. know, f- from from the all the work and the big films and different stuff that you've done. But at the end of the day, to keep it in your bracket and, and, and the racket that you do of stand-up and being funny, you have to get out there. You know, you have to get out there. And so, you know, here you are in Syracuse keeping this this ball up in the air and the next place you go. Now, that's got to be – when I did what you're doing at 30, I was mm. tired. Mm. I can't imagine at 50. You know, I mean, it's mm. just got to be really hard, man. It's <laughs> – I'm not – I mean, fortunately, I'm not a drug addict. I don't drink. I don't do all that stuff. So that, to me, would be a big burden. Mm-hmm. So I'm healthy. I go to the gym. What are you trying I, to say? Well, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying anyone in general. No, but anyone in general on the road that's like living that lifestyle, I think it would get really tiring. As far as this, it's like, you know, I'm a comic. That's who I am. And that's where I get my love. And that's where I make a living. And that's who I am. That's where I'm more comfortable is on that stage. So when I'm traveling to these these crusty towns or going around, it's like, that's part of it. But at the end of the day, I hop up on that stage and I get that love from the people, and it's awesome. Mm. I mean, that's like my thing, you know what I mean? So like, I don't know, you know what I mean? It's it's tiring, but I don't go out for, you know, I balance it. So it's not like, oh, I'm out for a month. I'll never go out for a month. You train a lot, you said? I go to the gym. Yeah. I mean, I go to the gym, you know, I go and sweat and go on the stairs and, you know what I mean? Yeah, keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah. I try to find a sauna around town, you know, here and there, yeah. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I try to look at what I have and not what I don't have, you know? Yeah, man. You that's for sure. I mean? well, like, those, those are the great blessings yeah, in life. So I don't know. You know be grateful. Be I wish, grateful. Yeah, I wish this would this conversation would have, would have gone in a different way, but it got all serious. Oh, yeah? You want it yeah. to be funny? No, I'm just kidding. Because I can make I liked it funny Al- right now. I liked Alec. That was cool. Yeah, so my brother did, Alec he, FaceTimed did, in. Yeah, but he got all weird when he saw the wheeze, bro. Hey, I thought he handled the wheeze well. He was cool. He handled your, your, your half the... 
exactly how I thought he would. When you suggested that The Rock should run against Trump, did you see his reaction? Yeah, yeah that's the answer. That's the answer, Paul. <laughs> the Rock. That's the guy. Let's get The Rock in. Let's yeah, get, yeah, I, yeah. I knew he'd go off on that. Yeah. And, but but you know what? You're not far off, although I don't know he's the guy, mm. but exactly the the ilk of what you're saying mm. is exactly why I think my brother should run for president. And the biggest stepping stone for him yeah, is, well, think about it. He said a great thing. And my reaction to it, I thought was even better. He said, can you imagine the debates between me and Trump? If I started doing Trump to Trump oh my and God. I said to him, that's not what I'm thinking about. Can you imagine how much money I'm going to make going on Saturday Night Live if you win doing impersonations of you? <laughs> I go, because I'm walking on there and I'm doing I'm glad to be president, but and I'm doing the whole bit, you know. So, I'm, so please run. So, does he want to run? Well, or? here's the problem. So, he's got, uh, you know, uh, a, a wife that he's been with mm. that he loves very much, mm. who looks at having those four kids, mm. and she says, you know, I really don't want to raise them in the public eye in the White House, and Makes so and, and the little babies. That's now, we true. haven't had little babies in the White House in, since Kennedy. Mm. So, you know, it would be really exciting as mm. a nation to watch that. Um, you know, so uh, Has I, he I thought about it. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's we've hilarious. Talked about it. We've talked about it for very seriously. That's talked hilarious. About it. But he doesn't want to. Uh, what do we got? You, I was just going to say, Paulie's at the funny bone tonight. Let's hit the business here before we get to get oh, out okay. of here. Well, let's get Paulie to it. Paulie is at the funny bone tonight. Showtime 730, 10 p.m. He'll also be there tomorrow. Showtime 7, 945. Mm -hmm. It's at uh, Destiny in Syracuse. You go out there and uh, check out Paulie. And negotiations as soon as we go to, go off the air today for the Paulie Baldwin show, the new adopted so. brothers. Yeah, could be I could yeah. listen to you two talk all day. I'm could not you? even lying to you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just and this is you. what I've been telling the great Ed Levine. That when I when I started doing the morning mm. show mm. with Gomez and Lisa, and it's more of a rock and roll, but then I have Jacqueline come on for a week, and we're just talking and riffing. Mm. So that's what it's about for me. I guess maybe mm -hmm. that doesn't work in the morning. Mm. You know, we did, we were more of an evening show or something mm. like that. Mm. But I'm, but, but uh, I think you do me better than I do me, <laughs> baby. I'll do you. Where did right the shtick come from? Like where where was the yeah, weasel where's character the, where's from? The, where's the where's the the weasel from? We were we were trying to figure out did it just. It, was it just, just kind of flowing out of yeah, your mouth. Yeah, exactly. It, I it was kind of like a, just the thing that just kind. Oh, it's almost like I say like that uh, Reese's peanut butter commercial with uh -huh. the, the the peanut butter and the chocolate, where you just kind of like it happened and it was on MTV and it just kind of like naturally happened. It wasn't like I sat there like Pee Wee Herman and I'm like, all right, I'm going to come up with this character and da 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 and I like flesh it out and then I'm right. going to go. Right. I just stumbled. I just got an email from Paul. From who? From Rubens. Oh, cool. I, yeah, yeah. I, I love do, him. I yeah. do. I love him. I never met him before. Oh, he's a really nice man. So 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 here's how infectious what you do is. So I've got two younger daughters, mm. uh Finley who's nine, and Avis who's ten. And Avis has got the bug already. She's definitely gonna do something in front of a camera, this kid. And so I show them Wheeze the Juice and I show them, you know, Rachman or Rock whatever they are, and you go, No, we isn't that juice. Mm -hmm. So now I go into a store, into a Seven Eleven, and Avis walks over, it's holding the handle and tilting her head, and starts to go into it. That's From funny. one viewing of it, she wants to waste the crazy. juice really bad now. It's a cute movie. Oh, it's a great yeah, it's a movie. I love it. Yeah. What was he like to work with? It was cool. It was yeah. good. I mean, as a comic, I like working. I always liked working with really good actors. Mm -hmm. I don't like working with other comedians because everyone's doing shtick, unless that's what it calls for. Right. But if you're sucked into a film and you're sucked into a character and a a story you want to work with really good actors because it makes your comedy way better. Mm -hmm. And Brendan Fraser was such a good actor as the caveman and made whatever it is that I was doing that much funnier. Right, right. Also, like in Son-in-Law, when I worked with Lane Smith, mm -hmm. 
you know, who is such a good actor. Right. And I was able to kind of goof with him. His reactions to whatever I was doing got the laughs. Now, it's yeah. funny because uh, we both lost a friend. Mm. Um, that uh, that I have some I have great stories to tell you about Gary Shandling, oh, and, wow, and so right. Gary uh, lived. It was Brian Ben Ben when he was doing Dream On, and then I lived. We all lived uh, in Sherman Oaks, right around the corner from each other. So weren't those great times? Oh, it was unbelievable times. So, so and it's I, not even about like the parties. No, it wasn't. It was just about the feeling of Hollywood. The most surreal, Mm. one of the most surreal days ever. Now, you grew up with mom and and, and probably the most renowned comedy place in all of Los Angeles, probably California. And so with that said, I want you to imagine Shanling calling me up Mm. and saying, hey, this was when he moved out to Mandeville. Remember the house Mm -hmm. out in Mandeville Canyon? So he says, come on out, we're going to play basketball. Now, Gary knows I'm a big basketball fan, and he's a big basketball fan, so I go out to his house. And there's Chevy Chase, mm. Gary, rip-torn in, in, oh in boots all the way up to the middle That's of his hilarious. calf, and he's with the choo-choo hat on playing basketball. <laughs> so we're all going, we got like, and, and some other guys that, that he threw in there, and we're at the basketball court at Gary's, and Rip has the ball at the top of the key, and I'm 30, and I'm a pretty good athlete. I play a yeah. lot of basketball. And I'm going to cover Rip Torn playing basketball. And I'm thinking, I, I'm looking going, is Rip really going to play? He's like 80, you know? <laughs> and so, and, and do, I, do I just let him shoot? Well, he shoots this hand in front of him, 1927. Yeah, a little Jew through three-pointer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and he hits it. So so right away, Shan looks at me and goes, you got to guard him! Like, he yells at me. I'm like, That's hilarious. And so now I'm up in his, in his, in his yeah, junk, yeah, you know, yeah, guarding yeah. him now, like shutting him down. And he's elbowing me, and he's and Chevy's crying about every call. But, but I, I, I had to step aside after the first game and look at the who's who of comedy yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. playing this screwed up basketball game at Gary Shandling's house. Wow. And I wanted to pinch myself like, am I really here wow, doing this? Awesome. Like, where are the video cameras to show this? Wow. I, I loved Gary. Mm. I loved him. Mm. You guys were pretty close, right? Very close. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I, he did, or he did my last podcast. So oh, if really? you listen to my podcast, that was his last interview ever. Oh. And it's a pretty cool interview. Judd Apatow said it was like the best interview he heard. Oh, I got to go download. Yeah, with, Can I download it somewhere? Yeah, it's just go polish your Gary Shanley podcast. But um, yeah, he used to visit my mom. He was one of the the few comics, you know, towards the end of my mom's life that he would stop by and see her. Arsenio would stop by. Um, Gary would stop by. And I don't know, maybe one or two others. And that was about it. Yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, Gary was... I mean, he was the original of those of that thing, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And you know, and yeah, the uh, the whining Jewish. Yeah, you know? well, that you know before Seinfeld and before uh, yeah, yeah. you know Larry Sanders or uh, what's his name. Did you ever Kirk do his? Did you ever do Sanders? Yeah. Did you do the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a great episode of that show. Yeah, it was, it was so great. great. I was the kicker. So his wife. Larry Sanders' wife uh, turns around and they're thumbing through at, at nighttime what to watch on TV. And they turn around and, and she goes, oh, Alec Baldwin's a guest on The Tonight Show. And he, she goes, I want to watch that. That's and, he goes, and he looks over and he goes, you want to watch that? And she goes, yeah. He goes, do you have some weird thing for Alec Baldwin? He says, uh, well, you know, yeah. I mean, I didn't tell you, but before we got together, I, I actually, she goes, you did Alec Baldwin? Are you kidding me? He's a guest on my show this week. I, how can I face him knowing that you did him? Blah, blah. So, so Gary's all nervous about it the whole episode. And they have him backstage, and he's getting ready. And Alec comes out, and Alec's on the on the Larry Sanders show, and he says to him, "Hey, you know, there's there's something we have in common that That's I don't, I don't think you know." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I know. You used to date my wife." And he goes, "No, we uh, 
we both support that uh, same breast cancer research. So now they turn around, they cut to him backstage, while, and it's the next episode, and I'm his guest. And he turns around, and he says, and my guest, uh, Homicide, Life of the Trees, Daniel Baldwin. I come out, I sit down with him. And I said, uh, you know, man, you and I share. He goes, I know, I know. We all do that breast cancer thing. I said, no, I used to, I used to bang your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. We got to wrap it up. Paulie Shore's hey, tickets man. available at uh, SyracuseFunnyBone.com for tonight. Thank tomorrow. you so much for coming yeah, and taking yeah, the time. Sure. It's so good Family, to see you. bro. Family. Yeah, bro. 